With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist. I'm EMDR certified and a Reiki Level 2 practitioner. I have physical offices in both Los Angeles and New Orleans, and I work with clients worldwide via Skype, FaceTime, and over the phone. So if you want to book a session with me or ask for more information, you can contact me through my website, which is nolatherapy.com, the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. And if you want to be a guest or advertise on the show, please reach out to me there also. And you can find this show on YouTube also and soon to be on iTunes as well. So I want to introduce my guest today. This is her third time with us on the show and we'll be having her back on again in November before the holidays. I am with Amadeus. She is a trained astrologer a clairvoyant artist, a medical intuitive, and as we meet today for our third time, we're going to discuss current patterns and several things in particular, including the Lion's Gate Portal, which is an astrological alignment that culminated earlier this week on August 8th, and we're going to talk about some other uh, things going on regarding Saturn going direct and what that means for each sign, and uh, health related to Virgo and Chiron. Um, so here we go. Amadeus, come on, come on Hi. on. Hey. I'm on. Hello. Thank you for having me back again. <laughs> Thank you for being on again. Where are we starting today? I know we have a lot to talk about. We do. I, you know, it was interesting. You know me. Um, I was sleuthing, you know, what wanted to be uh, spoken about today, and I thought there's going to be like one or two things, but I think there are many different things to talk about, and I'm I'm very excited to uh, go on this journey with you as we've done the past two times. Me too. So, 
I um well one thing I feel that from the last time that we spoke there's a little more light and energy in the universe right now which feels really good I can I can feel it right now I feel it you know in my clients and and we are in the time of Leo which is um, a time of coming from the heart and shining the light and it's summer and having fun and I think we were last time we spoke people were pretty much mired in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, that was the so, case. Yeah, and some of that stuff's still here, and we'll talk about that. But overall, um, it's a, a little bit of a lighter, brighter time. And um, due to the date that we decided to have the show, I realized that we're in a time of a portal that you mentioned called the Lion's Gate. This yeah. happens every year, somewhere around this time of year. I think it began this year around July 26th. It hit exact, and it does always on um, August 8th of this year, which was a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, and it closes, we call it closing on August 12th. So this portal is always a fascinating time, and I feel that people really feel it, whether they understand astrology or really care about anything going on up there in the stars. Um, sometimes they associate with summer or having fun or feeling lighter or thinking about what they want to do with their lives in a somewhat more positive uh, frame. But it has a lot to do with the manifesting energies and the number eight. If we know anything yeah. about numerology, you know, the number eight has a lot to do with manifesting and abundance, you know, the infinity time. And um, so this time period in this portal, it opens us up um, to what we can manifest from our heart. It, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say, and I agree with this, that it opens us up to certain light codes from the grand central sun of our universe, and it connects with us to transform our lives, open up our heart centers, which Leo is concerned with, so that we emanate more shine or more light. Um, The landscape also connects with the star Sirius, and it comes closer and closer during this time period and aligns with Orion and syncs up with the pyramid. So for many, 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 many years (laughs) and uh, thousands of years, there's been a, an association with some kind of abundance or manifesting energy around the state. And isn't so, isn't it also the planetary new year as it was celebrated by the mm-hmm. ancient Egyptians and Mayans it, as well? Be, because of Yeah, because of every, everything aligning in the way that it is right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I remember, you know, before I knew anything about astrology, in fact, I, I'm just remembering this now, you know, watching some programs on, I don't know what would be the somewhat paranormal slash National Geographic type TV shows and being fascinated by, you know, how the pyramids were lining up with the stars and people way back when knew something about this kind of energy coming into our planet or onto our planet and and into our souls. So another way to say is that we're downloading some of the cosmic consciousness and this helps us upgrade our system, uh, receive more love, receive more ability to connect with our inner truth and our own self-love so that we can manifest through the heart. We are very concerned with the heart and manifestation and really, you know, when we say coming from the heart, speaking your truth from the heart, this is very Leo-type energy. So this download helps us open up to that and ask the question, what will you personally create from love and then emanate out and shine that in the world? It's a very powerful time of year. It is a powerful time of year. And I have felt this week since Monday, just like 
like something really big's about to happen and just kind of excited and, and not knowing why. And when I started to read about this portal, it, it spoke exactly of that, that it's an activation through this portal, mm-hmm. a doorway that's happening with new beginnings and, and frequencies related to creativity and people yeah. that are really sensitive and in touch to this, that, um, you know, the emotions of fear and uncertainty mm-hmm. and uh, such yes. can, can be translated at this time into a call to work, like a call to work. How can we help? What can we do? Um, yeah. And I've, I've been feeling that before I even read that that's what this portal is about. Yeah, I've been tracking, I've been tracking this for a while, um, you know, for, I don't know, maybe a decade, just kind of tuning in to see what people, friends say that don't know anything about astrology and not talking about it. If during this time of year, they sort of have that feeling that something great's coming, that, you know, they've felt their fears, they've, you know, plumbed some depth, but have this sense that it can be transformed and something new can be coming forth, you know, from their heart centers. I really actually think most people feel this if they really thought about it or track their dreams over this time period. And, and fear is definitely something I forgot to mention. I have a whole little chapter here because any of my clients know who are listening, I take copious notes. <laughs> yeah. Things. And I ha- yeah, I had a whole discussion about fear because these light codes really do help amp up and, and transform ancient patterns, let's say ancient karma, ancient fears, and fine-tune ourselves back to that self that knows why we're here and what we want to be giving forth, you know, and creatively, creative creatively expressing in the world. Um, another way to say it is that we are, you know, given this ancient knowledge that the stars have given us to our hearts to stir our inner knowing again. So it's a time of stirring our inner knowing. It's another way to say it. And to help change ourselves, you know, I think I talked about this before. I am, I am a, uh, I don't know if I want to say believer because I usually say I'm a knower for myself, that our cells are changing from carbon into crystalline and light receptors. And during this, particular download of a large amount of light, it helps in that process. So that, you know, we can evolve, we can, in whatever way you look at evolution, whether that's physically, spiritually, or together, to ascend, you know, and be able to shine forth more light. Um, some people say, it, you know, another way to say it, you know, is it's activating our third eye, and we're getting in touch with our knowing and our source to create outer abundance, but from within. You know, first we have to get with our own inner abundance and our own truth, and then we can manifest that into some tangible form out in the world. Yeah. Very cool. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> that cell phone delay. <laughs> um, there's, also, there's also an energy with this that, that has us starting to look toward the future, you know. Okay. Um, earlier in the summer, you know, during the time of cancer and home and hearth and you know, we're we're a little closer to home, so to speak. But this energy starts pushing us toward the future and illuminating a potential to move toward our heart-centered goals. All okay. different ways of sort of saying the same thing that our you know that our cells are awakening to our highest potential of love. And and yes, uh, in transforming fear, I was I was going to give a little blurb about that about fear yeah. right now. If that is helpful, please. It is okay. I think that, you know, we are all going through our own processes of um, dealing with fear. But lately, so many of my clients, and, you know, myself included, have had these, you know, large bouts of fears, somewhat ancient fears, fears that 
you know, you feel you've left behind and here they're roaring their ugly heads again. And yet with a sense that they don't have to imprison us as much. And I, I sort of want to say that I think I talked about this sort of massive pendulum swing going on. I keep yeah. talking about it to my and clients. It, it's, you know, right. So evident out in the political arena or out in the arena of, you know, very disturbing events happening out there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's serving on the outside for our insides to bring, you know, an ultimate balance between dark and light, male and female. But it really looks like, you know, ugly, rearing, gargoyle heads. And so within, I feel that many people are going through the same process of what they see outside themselves, you know, in the political arena or in shootings and disturbing natural incidents. So within, you know, the ugly shadows seem to be wearing their heads, things that they thought they'd gotten over. And yet there's this exuberance just underneath that maybe it can be changed. Maybe it really can be blown up and an inner balance and return to love can happen. And so this particular Lionsgate portal, I think it's helped a lot with that. So is there something, is there something, Amadeus, that, um, like the other, the, a couple nights ago, I just wrote, jotted down some things that I'd like to manifest. Is, is there something you suggest that people might do to, to really take advantage of these energies being at a high to help with manifestation? Yeah, I would say, well, there was a new moon, um, and, you know, new moon, that was on August 2nd, there's just enough in that to ask him a few things, but, but yeah, around the new moon, if we can go back and harness, I'm not a skipper for uh, that you have to manifest things, particularly right at the new moon, but, but using the energy of the light frequency, I'd say tonight is, is one of, uh, tomorrow the portal closes, so I'd say if anyone listening tonight really can open up their heart, take it, and, you know, take out a pen that works, sit in meditation, spirit, something beautiful, whatever your thing is, to get centered. Um, I'd say that tonight is an amazing night to ask in, you know, a higher knowing and a higher source to manifest through your heart center, you know, your own your higher source. And tonight, I, I think I told you I was going to talk about this. I thought this was so amazing because the perceived meteor showers are happening. And tonight... Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, they're really they're really cool. I've gone out to try to see them so many times. I think maybe I've seen one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I've lived in the city, but I'm a little further out right now, so I have a strong intention to go see them. But they happen around this time of year, and tonight between 11 and 4.30 a.m., I'm pretty sure uh, that's the correct time after our time zone, um, one should go out and go look at them. And what happens during this time of year is that the Earth goes through this trail of gunk sort of left by the orbit of a comet and streaks of light and shooting stars come out and it's a really really beautiful phenomenon and i'd say matched with this um portal that we're going through that this is an excellent time tonight to make some wishes to really go through your most heartfelt joyful goals so i'm i'm always a big proponent to write something down Mm-hmm. It helps focus your attention. Me too. And I yeah. would sit outside. I would sit outside in the night sky and allow your heart to be moved to the highest uh, light vibration. Is the way I put it. You know, oh. there's other times for plumbing and release, and we'll have some of that. We're moving into Virgo, but right now, I say go for go for your highest heart-centered goals and have an element of creative expression and, and joy. You know, 
Yeah. So tonight, I would say great night to bring in that energy. Okay, good. You know, and release something external in the heavens, um, replicating what can be going on within, you know. Yeah. A meteor shower of light coming out from our heart during this time. That's, that's great. That's not too far out, but I, I tend to talk a bit far out. <laughs> I think these all these techniques and such can be helpful. I suggest to my clients as well, the ones that are open, which which most of my clients are. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of like a step beyond journaling or in that same vein, I think, to write down on a particular night where where energy is working with you to just kind of move along what it is you'd like to let go of and what you want to replace it with. And so I think what you're saying is really in tune with how I work as well. I love that you do that. Yeah, I I, um, I realized a while ago it doesn't really matter whether you believe in something. It's just, it's just showing up. It's why we have a holiday, even if we groan about a holiday. You know, putting focused energy while we make an appointment, you know. The energy focuses, so when, when you decide to do something, take out a piece of paper, write something down, burn it, or send off your thoughts to the universe and move your hands up toward the air, whatever you do, you're, just, you're giving focused attention, and your body recognizes that. So, yeah. It's helpful. It doesn't have yeah. to be dogmatic. And <laughs> it doesn't exactly. Have to be <laughs> so, so, I know... Um, yeah. I know before we came live on the air, there were a few topics regarding Saturn going direct, regarding the work mm-hmm. you've been doing, speaking to mm-hmm. loved ones who have crossed over. So what yes. direction it feels like a natural progression for you? I think, I think let's talk about Saturn. And right, right before I do, I'm just going to say that even more Leonine energy occurred because we had a new moon in Leo on August 2nd. And it was close to Saturn. Um, so it was this this new moon. I'm just going to quickly say it because it's a great segue to Saturn. Yeah. Um. You know, as is it meals where we shine, where we connect through our heart to radiate out our authentic creative expression, where we come from joy and see manifestation of that in the world. So this new moon was uh, giving us new seeds to embrace our inner shine, to show your light, not hide it anymore. But it was set close to Saturn, which is the planet of you know, lessons and a little bit of a taskmaster, you know, the authority figure that says you must do this step by step and somewhat seriously. And yeah. so it added a flavor of seriousness about what you're going to shine. And it was also conjunct Antares or the Bethlehem star. So a lot, a lot of serious stuff about light and dark and will you choose your light is going on right now. Yeah. And can you accept your whole self and shine all of this from love, okay? So the last new moon where it's always a playful one in Leo made it a little bit more like our inner child is having fun but had to be a little bit more responsible for what we're creating and shining. And I've seen that with my clients, a little bit more serious about the things they want to create, which turns me to Saturn, the planet okay. of seriousness. <laughs> and where we get tested and we have, uh, you know, limits, put upon us and as we overcome them we actually create more structure and order and authority in our lives Mm -hmm. so saturn has been in sagittarius but it's been retrograde i think since uh the end of march okay so it's stationing which is a big deal in one of these big outer planets you know stations we start to feel a change even if we don't know where it's coming from and i think that's part of where everybody's Joyful, but getting a little bit serious. At least I've seen that in my clients. Knowing that something big's coming, some new 
goal, some new idea, something new they want to create. And so when it goes direct on the 13th, um, what happens is, you know, it's a slow station, but what happens is everything during a retrograde, you know, we redo. So wherever Saturn was, you know, whatever house it was in, we are now, we were now sort of pulled back and we were redoing it, rethinking that forward step-by-step progress. Okay. Saturn and Sagittarius ask us to seek the truth, to stand in our authenticity and our authority. And, um, and you know, it, it, during retrograde, it had us on hold a bit with this, reviewing this. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. A little bit? Okay. Yeah. So, so we've, a lot of us have had to let go of expectations, and we know that big change is coming, but what is it? So many people know it's coming, but where is right, it going? Right, exactly. <laughs> and there's a big, strong thing with this particular uh, planet and Sag, and right now, to be here now, to really experience our evolution rather than calculate an end result of what that means. So a lot of karma sorting that's been going on, a lot of reviewing our old patterns, our old behavior patterns, our old behavior patterns with people. And now we're, as it starts stations to go direct, we're now ready to implement some of what we've been learning and reviewing. Okay. And I wrote, I wrote we're, we're having authority in the area we've been trying to escape. <laughs> so, authority okay, in the area? So We've been trying to We've escape. We've been sort of trying to escape, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, facing fears one step at a time. Um, you know, people have been somewhat more withdrawn, you know, and now we're going to be able to move forward. So yeah. I can go through the signs really fast. Please. And, and, you know, okay. So Saturn's been in the ninth house for Aries. The ninth house is the house of different philosophies and viewpoints. It's where we learn and expand through travel and contact with things foreign to ourselves and where we have a sense of faith and knowingness. So as it goes forward, the Aries should be seeing, you know, some movement in this uh, lesson they've been learning for a couple of years here about new belief systems. They might be able to travel now or if they've had some conflicts with it. They still might have a little, you know, conflict with that, but it's the expansion of the new philosophy or belief system should be um, able to take hold of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, it's been in the eighth house for Taurus, which is a deep uh, placement. Saturn in the eighth house is kind of intense because you have the taskmaster with the planet of power and control and deep merge. So issues of letting go, uh, issues of maybe having to let go of some partnerships uh, and intimacy issues are, have been up for this group of people. And so as it moves forward, um, there will be progress in this department, you know, for tourists to merge in appropriate ways. And then most of them have had some hard tests and whatever relationships last or meant to last that will be transforming in terms of opening up to intimacy. Okay. It's been in the seventh house for Gemini, which just gets, has been getting Gemini a little bit more serious, which is uh, adorable for Gemini. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm a Gemini. Yes, I've been feeling pretty serious. You, you cute little, uh, not little, you cute, grand, curious, light folk. I just need you a little more serious in the relationship department, you know? What do you want? What's the balance between give and take? And a little more circumspect about who you're partnering with and what oh, that's you're I've to. had a lot of thoughts about that. Yeah, give and take and mm-hmm. what feels mm-hmm. balanced, what doesn't. Interesting. Right. And, 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 you know, it's a nice placement, but some, some will just, 
freak out about how they've been partnering during this, you know, two and a half years so transit. And some could actually get married because you get serious about the partnering, you know. But it, you, you should be able to see some forward movement on this, okay? Good. For camps, it's been in the sixth house, about time management, your routine, your health. You know, it's been about getting better routines that make you more productive and more authentic. Um, some cancers have had health issues or have needed to change a diet or lifestyle. Again, it's the, where you get limited and the taskmaster comes in, but then you, you get control over that area. So, again, there should be progress if there's been, you know, holdups, you know, in that area. We're still in the, you know, we're still in the testing of it. It's been on hold. <laughs> instead of the step-by-step progress we tend to make with that. Okay. For Leo, it's been in the fifth house, which has been a somewhat nicer placement because it was in the fourth for them before. And it just means that um, they're getting a little more serious, even though they like to have fun, <laughs> getting a little yeah. more serious about the dances, what you know, being in love looks like, what creative uh, expression looks like about romance, um, so it makes them a little less leonine, you know, joyful about all that, but at the same time, some, something could be made, you know, that's permanent, you know, a romance could get serious, or learning, you know, who you want to be with, or something creative you're doing could get structured, you know, there's an analyzing ability, you know, to look at your own talents and get self-love and get real about what you want to create. Mm-hmm. For Virgo, it's been in the fourth house of home and heart and security and nurturing issues. There's a lot of restructuring here. Some Virgos have remodeled or moved or had family issues or upsets in these areas. And all of that, again, is to just change how you structure and view your security and nurturing and then get a better grounded security for years to come. So there should be four minutes of Virgos there. Yeah. For Libra, it's been in the third house, which has been nice. So it's Libra after being in the second house, which is a very fun <laughs> for most people. Um, okay. This is the house. Of, this is the house of communication and ideas. Your neighbors, how you learn, what you speak. Uh, it's it's been interesting because I'm you know I'm a, I'm a talker. Usually been called very verbally. Ver, I can't even say it. I'm, Verbose. I'm showing my yeah yeah I'm showing my Saturn in the third house. Um, <laughs> Born on the day of verbal acuity, and I have never been less uh, accurate <laughs> in my really? in my, in my uh, yeah. And it, it has gotten me more silent uh, than I've ever been. I'm sure some people are laughing, but you know, I've been a lot more serious about what I'm saying and more thoughtful about um, why and what I want to communicate. And it has made me much more serious about writing projects. You know, I'm always writing. And so um, for Libra, you know, there can be forward movement on it and hopefully a little less in being misunderstood and some of the lessons of learning how to move forward um, in my life and other Libras, how to communicate in a more effective manner, can continue on the step-by-step uh, restructuring. And you're, you're a Libra son. I'm a Libra son. I am. <laughs> and if someone had told me, even though I'm an astrologer, if someone had told me, you're going to get very circumspect about how you communicate, or you may uh, be around some people who are wondering just exactly what the hell you are saying. I could have yeah. said, that's not possible. <laughs> and it and it actually has occurred. <laughs> so that's Saturn. And, you know, you're going to restructure how you communicate. Yeah. Um, become a, you know, authority figure in a different way, you know, in this uh, area of my life uh, and other Libras. 
Scorpio has the one that doesn't always feel very fun. Um, Scorpio's had Saturn in the second house. That's the house of finances, your values, your skills, how you personally earn. So for many Scorpios, finances are felt tight or there's a, you know, a restriction, tightening up the belt, sort of reining in, maybe some worry about you know, security and money. And more of a save and um, you know, look toward your future. But what you do work on will yield results in the future. It's a time when people really think about, you know, the, the wealth management later it might feel like they can't expand the way they want to, but they have to take measured steps, you know, with their finances. Yeah. And also about, also about their skills, really thinking about their skills are what they value, you know, going through a change. Um, for Sagittarius, it's been in the first How? Um, who are you? What are you? Getting Identity. Really yes. <laughs> Getting realistic about yourself, your image, you know, Maybe going through some tests and limits on uh, hearing, you know, not hearing as much that you're wonderful as you are and having to self-affirm, but this strengthens your identity and uh, really opens up a new chapter for the Sages and who they are, you know, and if uh, they work on that self-affirmation for themselves really can uh, yield a new chapter of self. Oh, that's cool. And, for them. Yeah, it is, it is cool when it's in your first house. And Capricorn, um, it's in the 12th house, this is the murky, you know, ineffable house. The unconscious. Yep. <laughs> house of where you and I work very often. House of the yeah. TV show or TV show. See there. Maybe you're going to have a TV show. I would love um, to. <laughs> yeah, you might. Since I'm in the clairvoyant house. Um, yes. I've been clearing out their closets literatively. See, that's my verbal acuity right now. Oh, I love that, Amadeus. That, that's a great word you just made. Yeah. Yeah, I just made a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, make a t-shirt with that. <laughs> um, karma, karma clear outs, you know, it might feel a little heavy for Capricorns lately, psychologically heavy, you know, what you've been hiding from yourself might show up, you know, your demons that you feel that you have, fears, facing them, getting quiet, endings, decluttering the soul, so that when they go into the first town, uh, you know, life is going to, you know, be uh, a lot lighter and new identities can be built. Mm-hmm. And for Pisces, it's in the 11th house, the house of long-term goals and groups and friends. So for some Pisces, people have been leaving their life or the groups they've been in, just they're changing and there's a need for that, you know. So some goals might have gotten lost, dreams got lost in the wash, but it's a time for getting pragmatic about new dreams, new long-term goals, maybe humanitarian concerns, you know. Um, oh, that's it's really important. Yeah, it's a great one. And just, just for Pisceans to be open to new groups of people and new influences uh, that will take them toward, you know, the new chapter. And lastly, for Aquarius, oh, I did Pisces. Why did I do Pisces next? I don't know why I did that. <laughs> no, but it's okay. Yeah, We're going in the yeah, order. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I just uh, messed up my whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the ten, yeah, I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'm out in the ether right now. And then in the 10th house, you know, that's, the focus on career and your placement in the world, that is literally, um, uh, that is for the Pisceans. I messed it up somehow. And, and getting serious about, uh, you know, what goal you're climbing toward and standing in your world and what you are looking like out in public. You get rewarded for hard work you've done, you know, and sometimes have a comeuppance about what you might not have been taking care of in terms of career and what your goals are out in the world. So, yeah, I have no idea why I switched those two around, but um, 
I will it's go okay. with it. <laughs> it's okay. You, we can go with that. And it worked. Yeah. That's, that's my Libra. I'm telling you. That's my Saturn. I was just uh, um, giving a, a very uh, patent example of the miscommunication going on with my Saturn in the third house. <laughs> I'm wondering, it sounds like you've been doing, when we were speaking last night, like a lot mm-hmm. of sessions, a lot of work, and, and you spoke about communicating with the dead, which I'm interested to hear more about. Do you think this is a particular time that that is just coming up more, or has this been consistent mm-hmm. in your practice, a trend? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, great question, by the way, great question. Um, I think I think that it is definitely coming up more as a whole for everyone. I've been running around saying the veil is thin, the veil is thin, and during mm-hmm. different time periods over the last 15 years, I would say that. And what I've meant by that is that there's less interference between the different dimensions. The best way I could put it, you know, almost yeah. like at Halloween, a certain time periods. But this has been a very consistent time period as far as I can track. Um, over the last few months of the veil seeming thinner. Um, and because I work in this realm, and, and it is yeah. a discipline, I felt like I wanted to say something about that. You know, if I can, you know, people, I don't always advertise that um, I communicate with deceased folk, um, but it is a discipline to open up to that frequency. It's, I, I don't think just like psychic things or astrology that... Um, that is unique to myself. I just think that I've tuned into that channel. When you get disciplined in that channel, it allows you to receive more information. Mm-hmm. So with the veil being thinner, in my opinion, and then my tuning into that channel, yeah, it's just been crazy. It's been crazy. Almost every single astrology um, uh, client or appointment I've had has turned into a communication from a deceased relative in the middle of it, whether they want, you know, they wanted it or not. You know? That is so interesting. Most even, yeah, most haven't even been aware, you know, that I do that. I, I've had it with friends. If any of them are listening, they're going to laugh. I, you know, I know they believe me that I do that, but it's kind of crazy when you're telling a friend that you're in the shower and, you know, you, you know nothing about their, you know, ethnicity or anything and you, you're going on and on about some relative. So, yeah, I just, what I think I want I thought a lot about this. Why is this happening so much? And, uh, I mean, you know, down to, like, having 15 different people in a day. I mean, people I don't know. You know, people just yeah. in restaurants. And I just think that, that it's a time, this, this, this pendulum swing, this polarity that I talked about, I'm sure the last two times, you know, this, this very um, divisive time we're living in, this very black, white, uh, external world, I believe that it really is all happening to get us more unified. And as this is happening, I feel like it has opened up the veil to other realms because spirits from the other realms want to communicate some stuff. Yeah. But what's been, but what's been really interesting to me in the last, um, I guess it's been about two weeks. So I thought, you know, it's been happening in the last two weeks. I should talk about that. Is almost entirely within the last two weeks, and this is people I don't know, clients, I have no idea who they are, um, friends, um, out of the blue, you know, never asking okay. me to do this. Um, almost everybody coming through in the last two weeks has been a great-great-grandparent or a great-great-uncle. I don't know if I had a great-great-aunt. I mean, just slings of them. So I thought about, well, what does that mean? When were they born? What was going on yeah. in the street? That, you know, I... 
in my other, I can't say my day job, they're all my day and night jobs. Yeah, I I write. I've always been a writer and I I call it clairvoyant artist because I've always channeled basically, uh, you know, characters. That's how I got into some of this. And I don't know if I talked about that last time, but I can circle back in a minute on that. But but I've channeled a lot of historical characters and written things on that. So, you know, I thought about, well, why are all these uh, people coming through, though, these relatives? You know, and I, I delineated that the time period is mostly between 1880 and 1900 that they were born. And, you know, that's, that's the time period in different countries, too, by the way. Here, uh, you know, Africa, um, the Middle East, uh, Spain, Germany, and here. So it's, it's okay. all over. It's not just the United States, these relatives. But, you know, that was the time of the, the Gilded Age. That was the time of extreme wealth with extreme corruption and, uh, you know, unrest. You know, it was a time when Theodore Roosevelt wrote, you know, in a letter, in strict confidence, he thought we should we should welcome a, a war just because the country needs one, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and when there was a, uh, a large stream of immigration into this country, uh, you know, mostly of Italians and Jews and Russians and Greeks and Eastern Europeans and Chinese and a lot of racism coming in, you know. And so we're seeing some of that now, you know, in terms of jobs and yeah. um, this pendulum swing. And a lot of extreme wealth with a lot of poverty and what we're, you know, unveiling some corruption. And a so lot of extreme feel- things happening with all the shootings mm-hmm. and just the yeah. climate is is yep. extreme for lack of a, a more eloquent word. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that actually that word works well. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of, you know, I mean, there always has been there were a lot of extreme things during that time period. Here we had wounded knee, you know, um, mm. uh, the horrendous Native American um, massacre. Massacre. And, you know. Yeah, and and just the treatment of the Chinese with the railroad and uh, just all kinds of uh, crazy stuff going on. And um, so I, I feel like these these particular people are coming through to give my clients some insight into how to authenticate themselves and be brave enough to create a new world because that was a time when people were really, really being brave and creating a new world, you know? Yes. Um, you know, people... People were leaving their homelands. People were, uh, you know, trying, you know, uh, there was spiritualism, spiritism going on. People were contacting with a huge time of, you know, this kind of thing I do now. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, late Victorian time, you know, saw, you know, Arthur Conan Doyle, I don't know, you know, Sherlock Holmes, you know, and all those people were into spiritism and, you know, clairvoyance and things like that. But it was also, it was also a time when, um, people are trying to, you know, come from their heart and have a better life, you know, whether that meant moving somewhere, you know, or standing up for uh, civil rights or, you know, the labor movement mm-hmm. and um, standing up against racism, classism. So also something interesting I was thinking about during that time was that there was a lot of collapsing of time and structures of time and space because of the telegraph, the telephone, you know, came during that oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the in the railroad. So now people were connecting on a grand scale. So their synapses were firing faster. You know, their, yes. their, their education about other people was, was uh, you know, accelerating at a large rate. 
And I, I kind of, I wrote sort of, we were hardwiring, you know, outside as we were within, you know, to zip faster. And I feel like that's going on now, too. So all of that goes into this DNA upgrade, this way that all of us are becoming more crystalline. There are other layers, there are other veils, there are other places of communication for all of us um, to investigate and be in. And I think I mentioned, I hope this isn't going all over the place, but no, this is good. I, I think I mentioned, Okay, I think I mentioned last time that, you know, science, I wish if everybody could see me, I'm doing the quotation in the air, Mark. Air science. quotes. Yeah, air quote, air quote. <laughs> Quicker way to say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm doing an air quote <laughs> um, that scientists discovered, you know, that there's this ninth planet, though we haven't seen it yet. You know, the invisible is becoming real is a way to say it. I actually, I actually wanted to look up some of the quotes, you know, from uh, National Geographic. Um, and, you know, it's like, we have tantalizing evidence that a ninth large planet might live in our solar system, though the world hasn't yet been detected. <laughs> Interesting. Know? So we you know, know it's there. Yeah. Right. And another quote, we've discovered the planet's existence through mathematical modeling and computer simulations, but have not yet observed the object directly. So as this That's idea comes into the right, as it comes into consciousness, this is why I feel the veil of talking to deceased ones, to pets, to having higher knowing, intuitions, people having wild, far out dreams, and then saying, you know, it was kind of real. This is this is why I feel that the veil is, you know, thinner and that I'm able to communicate with more people, or at least they're they're just shouting to come in and talk. Um, yeah. How are your clients receiving the information that you said it's it's often been, it's not what they plan for? How are they receiving the messages coming through to them from deceased loved ones in your sessions? That's such a good question. Um, they're, they're, actually re- they're actually receiving it well. It, you know, it's an interesting thing for me to step out into. I've, I've been on your show. This was my third time. So I don't need to go in my, you know, back into my whole prior history of how I got here, but, you know, I really came from a heart. Okay. (laughs) Well, I come from a family that, you know, did not believe in anything like this. I'm probably the least likely person that would be sitting here saying I talk to dead people. There's not a person that I can think of in in my family that believes in angels or (laughs) God. Yeah, they were psychologists, scientists, like. Hard scientists, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, science-based people. Right. So, and yet, and yet, you know, here I am, you know, in, in the middle of an astrology reading, just saying things like, you know, who is Marilyn? And it's, your, you know, I think it's your, you know, grandmother. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? mm. because, because the, because the energy is so strong that it wants to supersede actually, you know, my astrology reading. But what I was going to say is that um, everybody's received it well. It's just, it's, it's been kind of wild, though, watching someone, you know, that's not expecting it. You know, I'll ask, you know, is it okay if I say this? And everybody right. says yes. But um, watching somebody's uh, sort of reasonable listening as if I'm giving a lecture, you know, mathematics about their astrology turn, turn to something that, in the, the look in their eyes turning to something more personal, being seen in a different way now. Yes. It's compelling. You know, it's, it's compelling for me to say something that I have no idea about and I'm just tracking information, you know, and again, I, I say to everybody, this is, you know, everyone can tune into these things and it did sound far out. You know, everything sounds far out at first, 
you know, everything that we do, you know, I mean, I remember when Reiki wasn't, it was the forbidden knowledge. You couldn't even get a class because it wasn't allowed. So, you know, it wasn't real. And, you know, that's made its way into the mainstream and, you know, up and down and So, yeah, I just, they've been receiving it well, and it's just another, it's just another set of information, you know. I just think we're all right to evolve. I really do. I think it's a time of immense evolution, whatever that means to it, physically, and, DNA. And growth. Yeah, and expansion. And in my practice, just mm-hmm. last week, I've had two mediums come to me for psychotherapy wow. and, and, you know, just really amazing experiences they're having, channeling information for some of their clients and just wanting to, you know, make sure that they, they're in alignment with, you know, some past things they've experienced and wanting to be as healthy as they can in order to do this work for others, which, which I think is so important to take care of yeah. ourselves and, and resolve you know, unfinished business that we have as we all have it, especially mm-hmm. being in the healing profession. So I've noticed an mm-hmm. influx of, of, um, you know, really highly intuitive and particularly mediums just in the last mm-hmm. week. Wow. Maybe, maybe that's why I am. <laughs> you're, you're calling us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. So this is, so it sounds like you're comfortable with it. It sounds like you're just going with what comes up in, in the sessions with your clients. Yeah, I, I am thinking, it's such good questions, you. I am comfortable with it, and that is a good question. I, there, I, think, I think if I had just used my brain about it and went into fear, as we discussed, and family karma or whatever you want to call it, um, I wouldn't have been comfortable because it's, you know, I can be very pragmatic and very 3D, 3D as I call it. But 3D, really, right. it's just my, but it's so natural, and it's always been there, and I actually... Um, Thought it, it's funny you mentioned mediums because I thought, well, where was the first time that I really got shaken up about this? And I had to text a friend really fast. So I might have said this last time, but quickly I want to say it. I think I'm Yeah, supposed say to. it. Um, oh, oh, God, like, I don't know, so many years ago, in the 1990-somethings, <laughs> late okay. 1990-somethings, I had two friends, uh, two different times that um, – they had a deceased relative, and they both them grew up Catholic and believed in talking to spirits on the other side. They were afraid to go, though, and I had no belief system in it. And I wouldn't have said it wasn't true, but I certainly had never experienced it, nor would ever have considered it. And so I went, and one of I was in the room, and all these people paid. It was at the Bodhi Tree, if anybody remembers. Uh, this one time in particular. I've heard of Bodhi and, Tree that was open. Oh, yes. Was, oh, it was amazing. And so, you know, I was in a room of like 50 people holding the hands of, you know, friends, these two friends on the other side of me. And this woman just gets in my face and, you know, just keeps saying, you know, who's got, you know, a relative named Robert. And, you know, I mean, I was going, no, even though my father, my grandfather, I mean, I mean, I'm not into that, you know, so it's not me because I'm not here. She just keeps getting in my face. I just always remember she was barefoot and just really powerful. And I'm slinking in my chair and she keeps saying, it's right here, it's right here, you know. And I'm slinking. And then she said, she just mentioned how my grandfather died in a way that uh, no one can know, you know, your classic thing. And then, you know, I finally had to admit, well, it's me because it was just so over the top me. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, again, a non-believing relative, not even one I was that close to. And um, she just yelled at me that he was saying, you know, you better start writing out all the characters and all the people, you know, in your head or you're going to get sick again. You know, in those days I, I was still recovering from a long illness. Yes. And um, 
That that was the first spark of that idea. Now, I, I've done it creatively, and that was a little more comfortable at first, but really, honestly, um, half of what I've done creatively with Civil War characters and things, I will find that they truly existed. And oh, it's been spooky, cool. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, and in that medium, I forgot her name, and I just want to mention it because I feel like I'm supposed to. It, her name is Hollister Rand, and she's a pretty well-known medium. And she really just, she was that kick in the butt, you know? You know, yeah. just yelling at You know, never, and I was the only person she really talked to that entire thing. You know, and I wasn't looking for that. So, so I, let's just say it's been a journey of getting comfortable with what was already there, but actually doing it, it actually makes my life uh, easier because the, it's there, you know? I like that People thought, being, being comfortable with what is already there. Mm, that makes a lot you. of sense. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. We have so, about another yeah. minute, um, Amadea. Okay. So I want people to know, listening, how they can reach you for sessions and what are your parting thoughts for us? Oh, I love that. Um, I can be reached at, um, I have a website that I need to make sure is up and running. <laughs> I'm sure it is. And it is. I it am, is. Okay, thank you. Yes. I am amadeus.com. A-M-A-D-A-E-S, correct? D-A-E-S, yeah. I think the other spelling I also have that everyone knows, uh, like uh, Mozart, um, I think both go to it. And I can be contacted there, um, and for appointments, I can do them. Um, I have a space in Santa Monica where I'm doing it. I have a space uh, a little more north out in uh, the Westlake, South and Oaks area, and I also do by phone. And my parting, my parting words, for everyone are I just I feel so joyful today for everyone. I know that I know there's a lot that everyone's going through. I know people are really distressed about some of the stuff going on externally in our world, but I would I would encourage everybody to embrace that that sort of crazy polarity going on. The change change is really happening. I just really think this next year is, is gonna be a great year for a lot of people. Uh, this next year, I'm saying that when Jupiter goes into Libra. Yeah, um, I feel that too. Next year. Yeah, and I just really feel that people are getting back in touch, revamping dreams and goals, and making new ones that are really more authentically their truth. And I just feel like we're all rising up together to do that. So I just I encourage everyone to do that thing you really, 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 really want to do. <laughs> I mean, really want to do, deep down in there. Yeah, you know, let the light shine on it right now. Let that let those uh, meteor showers tonight shine on the thing that you really, you know, like when you peel back all the layers, that one that you really want. <laughs> Thank you for mm-hmm. talking to us today about the Lions Gate portal and the meteor showers and just everything. And we're going to schedule to have you come back on in November, closer to the holidays. Yay! Yay. I can't wait. Thank, Thank you, you Amadeus. You are very Thank welcome. You. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. That concludes our show for today. Join me here next week as I speak to Dr. Craig Martin. He is founder of the Los Angeles Astrology School, where I am in astrology school currently. Um, He's an amazing gentleman, wonderful teacher, and he's also a, a holistic health practitioner. So listen in, same time next week. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.